Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Death, Taxes, and Bananas podcast. I have, I know I say this every time, but I actually mean it this time. I have a very special guest with me. Uh, you may know this guest from such television shows as The Jordy Shore, Vendettas, World of Worlds 1, World of Worlds 2, Total Madness. I have the world's tiniest ass. <laughs> Double agents. And now this season of spies, lies, and allies coming to us from across the pond, Mr. Kyle Christie. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, how's it going, man? So did you like, uh, did did you scrape the bottom of the barrel? Did you like realize that you couldn't get anyone else on this podcast because no one likes you, so you got me? I love it how, <laughs> Kyle, you actually just insulted yourself, okay? Did you scrape the bottom of the You couldn't find... Yeah, your best friend, Devin, wasn't available to come on, so I just God decided I'd go with you My instead. Devin? Kyle, I gotta say, man, I, I'm disappointed. I leave for two seasons, and you just go and replace me with a new best friend. Yeah, I know. Well, I needed someone. I needed someone. You left a hole in me. I know. I, I, I did. You left a hole in me, and I needed filled. <laughs> You didn't have a syringe to stick up there? No, no, not at all. I needed, I needed someone to fill my hole. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's probably doing a better job than I am because we all know I'm hung like a light switch. Um, <laughs> that syringe you stuck in your ass was probably bigger. Um, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I think one of my first memories of Kyle, all right, uh, first of many, was on Vendettas, and I know I mentioned this on the first episode, but maybe Kyle can uh, add uh, a, a little more information to, to, to this story. It was the first, I think it was the first time that we had rookies from the UK, and it was yeah. you, Joss, Rogan, Kaylee, and Melissa. Yeah. We land in Spain, and it was the first time on a challenge we hopped right off a plane, and we had to run up the Rock of Gibraltar, right? And I didn't know much about you guys, um, but I remember that that hill was a beast. And I remember running up 
and I watch Kyle run by me all bow-legged. And I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he running like he just got off a horse? <laughs> Come to find out that uh, he had a syringe up his butt for two straight days. Very impressive. Yep. Of everything yep. you've done on the challenge, of everything yep. you've done on yep. the challenge, uh, next to next to dating Car Marie, I think that was the uh, that was the most impressive thing you've ever done. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So. I didn't realize that you can actually be diabetic and be on the challenge. So I was like, oh shit, they're going to deny me from going on. I, I, I'm scared. Like I want to go on this show. I didn't even know what it was to be fair because we didn't have it in the UK at the time. But then I was like, right, I need to obviously have insulin to keep on being alive. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to get denied from the show. So I'm going to stick this in syringe up my ass. So I unscrewed it. I put it in a condom and shoved it up my ass. And then I... <laughs> oh, God. And then I, this then is I, a true... Then I ran up the hill. But the funny thing is about it is, right? Okay, so I've never run longer than about 30 feet. And I had to run up Mount Gibraltar. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is going to be so hard. And I was thinking in the cave when I was standing next to you and I was standing next to everyone else, I was thinking, yeah, well, try doing it with a syringe up your ass. It's 10 times harder. <laughs> But then not only did you have to run up the hill, for those of you who didn't watch Vendettas, we then had to spend the night standing up in a bunker. And it, who who knew that 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 was that that, that wasn't even going to be the most miserable time we had ever spent in a bunker. This man stood all night <laughs> and then ran up the next morning. I mean, that was that, that was an impressive feat. I'll say I know you haven't I, I know you haven't won yet. Maybe maybe this season, who knows? But I honestly think that that is impressive. That that, that is far more impressive than any challenge win. I you believe I deserve to win because of that. They should have given me a special prize or something. I don't know. Like the, the funny thing is about right. Okay, I stuck the syringe up my ass and ran up the mountain. Okay, but then fast forward a season, a season in front, final reckoning. Obviously, like I eventually had to tell them like I'm diabetic and stuff. And then the funniest thing about the story is the producers are like, "What? Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it." Like. <laughs> And then I was just, I was just staring at the producer's eyes and I was like, and I really wanted to tell them what I'd done to get like my long road, but they just thought that I'd hid the needle and they were like, oh, I'm not going to tell them about my medical issues. But yeah, I'd actually stuck a syringe up my ass. I was dying to tell them. But then I just went to my room and told you instead. And then you told the world. <laughs> and then, and then I helped you. And then I helped you pull it out. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, in all honesty, though, I just love that that's the way that's the way that your mind works, because and now that, you know, now that you've done a few seasons on the show uh, with what people are prescribed on the show. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely a, a oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. insulin is probably the least fine. weird thing. Yeah, exactly. So for those of you who don't know your background, Kyle, what tell us before you made your appearance on Vendetta's on the challenge, um, how did you get your start? On, uh, on reality TV? Uh, well, I was at a club and I was working the doors at a club, basically just picking out girls and putting them in the nightclub. I loved it. It was a great job. And then... Sounds like a great job. Yeah, it was. Like, you're hot, you're not, you're hot, you're not. It was great. <laughs> I was just passing judgment on everyone. Um, so uh, anyway, I fucking... I met the producer from Geordie Shaw and uh, I tried to take her back to my house and sleep with her. And then it <laughs> didn't, didn't okay. work out, didn't work out. And then she ended up giving me a job. I went for a coffee with her the next day. And I was like, oh, are we going to, why is the four people with MTV shirts on here? 
and they were like, "Yeah, we're, we're going to get you on the, we're going to get you on a reality show called Geordie Shore." And I was like, "I am in." A few days later, I was in there. And Geordie Shore is basically so. What, what is the Geordie Shore? So the Geordie Shore is what, like the Jersey Shore of Newcastle? It was well, Jersey Shore started first, and then like three seasons into Jersey Shore, they started branching out. Um, different production companies all over the world started branching out. I think they did a Warsaw show in Eastern Europe, which is, that's where Gabo's from. It's pretty crazy. What a beauty. Oh God. If you knew the real him, you would, you would love him. He's hilarious. What, so what's the casting process for like, uh, for, so for Geordie Shore and for Warsaw Shore, it's like, if you have like below 10 brain cells, it's like you're automatically cast. Is that how it works? You need a low IQ. That's the first thing mm-hmm. you get. You get an IQ test and then you get, they're like, all oh, right, so you really are an idiot. And then I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. cast. Oh, wow. You're, you're half decent to look at and you're an idiot. Get in there. Do you like hooking up with girls? Yeah. Get in there. It sounds like they, sounds like the way they're casting the challenge these days. <laughs> and and I have to say, Kyle, listen, man, I, and I've been doing this show for a long time. All right. Um, obviously, 15 years, 20 seasons. You are hands down, in my opinion, uh, I think one of the best rookie additions ever for the show. And Thank um, you, man. I appreciate that, especially yeah, coming yeah, from you. Dude. And I don't say that lightly. And Kyle's one of these guys. And, I, and I've said this before. It's like he is the uh, least loyal human being on planet Earth, <laughs> but also the funniest, best to have around. So it's almost like they balance each other out. I mean, this was, this was on full. This was on full display last last uh, two episodes ago. Actually, the episode before this one, where Devin, who's supposed to be your ride or die, your number one, uh, you decide for some reason to uh, to dump him in the water. What was I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like I blacked out. I literally. I, I know. I say it. Like I, I, I apologize to Devin. I'm sorry. Like I did that, but I blacked out and just did it. I, I don't know why. But the funny thing is about it, Johnny. Right? There's there's going to be more episodes of like because what they'd want to do this time they wanted a lot of sabotage missions there isn't a sabotage mission that i don't screw up on and end up screwing my closest people there isn't <laughs> one there isn't one sabotage mission ever i was talking to ct when we were, we were, we were in the show and we were filming and i said to ct i was like i've screwed over someone every single sabotage mission i don't know why i do it it's like i just freak out and think just do the exact opposite you know when you get told don't push that button don't push that button and you go fuck it i'm pushing that button that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. I don't know wh- why I did it. I was the same way up until about the age of like seven or eight years old. And then, um, you know, I realized there's consequences for your actions. <laughs> Kyle still has not. Kyle no, still has I, not. I remember your first few seasons. Actually, no, your first season. That was, uh, it was Vendettas, right? And you were just, you were just a maniac. It was, I mean, you didn't care. Whatever girl walked into the house, Ashley, Faith, uh, Cara Maria, um, you, yeah. you just you just didn't care. I'm like Kyle. Don't you realize there's probably going to be consequences down the road here? You're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know nah, what the consequences. I didn't, I didn't care. I was I was young, wild, and free. And now and I'm now and now, now I'm old. What? I'm old and 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 pregnant. Congra- <laughs> hey, congratulations! First off, I saw the gender reveal, um, and I want to say congrats on finding out the gender of the baby. That's amazing. When are you going to do the, the the father reveal? <laughs> Find out who the dad is. If it's When's not, that? well, God, that would be amazing if it wasn't me, wouldn't it? I'd have my life back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This podcast already went off the rails. <laughs> but no, man, congrats, dude. Congrats. Thanks, you guys man. look, 
you guys look happy. And and I know that, and I don't say this again. I I I don't say this, you know, joke around. You're you're, you're going to be a great dad. That kid is going to oh, have. Uh, I appreciate. He's going to definitely have a wild ride. Did you see how happy I was when it wasn't a girl? Thought I was screwed. I did. Thought I was screwed. I thought it was going to be another Corey. Because <laughs> well, if that girl is anything like... like me, I am screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's the plan? How far along are we? When 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 does baby Christy come out? It was two days ago, but it hasn't come out yet. So the, the due date was two days ago? Two days ago, yeah. And I agreed to do this podcast. Well, listen, man. I mean, listen, If uh, you, you got to find some way to distract yourself. Exactly, exactly. I've got nothing booked in. I've just been sitting here doing nothing. I'm on maternity leave, which apparently men aren't meant to take, but I've took yep. it. I've no, took it's it. paternity. No, it's paternity leave with a P. <laughs> <laughs> how upset is is Vicky right now? Is she looking at you like Kyle? I'm literally ready to burst, and you're going to do a podcast. She's, with Johnny she's, a, she's in the room uh, back of the house, bouncing on a yoga ball. It's hilarious. <laughs> how how great would it be if this podcast sent her into labor? Oh yeah, it'd be incredible. I'm going to call the baby after you anyway. Going to call him Johnny West. I'd love to be. I'm, I'd, I'm surprised you're not calling him Devin. I'd love to be in the room. Can you just take? Can you just take the, the, the your laptop or your Zoom in the delivery room so I can I can be a part of it? <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's get into. I mean, this episode. Let's get into um, into this season. I guess I gotta say, last season I was pretty happy that I didn't do um, double agents, mostly because I still hadn't mentally recovered from total madness. Um, when are you, when are you gonna have, come back? When are you gonna come back? I don't know. Man. I'm kind of enjoying. I'm kind of enjoying watching from the sidelines. Watch annoying every time it gets down to the, like the final day before I go away, and then I just see you enjoying your life. I'm like, fuck you. Or how <laughs> about when when it gets close to the final and you don't have somebody there to to, to protect you? You must, that must suck too. Because listen, <laughs> I gotta say, listen, you, Devin might be your replacement this season, but that guy ain't saving you ever. Oh, that no, guy's no, never no, winning a challenge. Not, no, it's no, 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 he's, he's he's not saving me. No, no. He could try. He could try. He could try. So um, free agents last season, when I saw, I guess, the way that the, I guess, strategy and the alliances or lack thereof went down, it was, it was basically, it was, it was, uh, it was open season on, on anyone who's ever been successful on the challenge. If you have won, if you've even gotten close to a final, you're going in, right? Yeah. This, this, so I was happy. I was watching. I was like, all right, good. I knew that that's usually the, the road I got to plow going into the challenge. Anyways, but this season is completely different. When did you guys, when did this strategy about, uh, you know, the vets banding together and going old school and just going after the rookies, when did that, uh, strategy, how did that come together? So you're going to, you're going to laugh at this, right, Johnny? I was the last person in the veteran Alliance to know that there was a veteran Alliance. So... <laughs> So they didn't no tell, me. To tell you anything. Yeah, yeah they, they, they didn't want to tell I don't blame me. Them. So d- double agents, it would have been a nightmare for you. You would have been even being like number ones with me, Leroy. You could no one was saving you on that. No one was saving you. I mean, look, Wes isn't the greatest competitor. He's won a couple of times. He's an well, actually, he's an awful competitor. He's he, <laughs> he's terrible at everything, but he still got voted <laughs> in for being a champion. So that's uh, you would have been screwed. Uh, but f- fast forward to the veteran, uh, the veteran alliance thing. I obviously had shit with um, Fessy from last season and a few of the Big Brother people and stuff. So I had this idea. I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna 
get everyone together and I'm going to wrangle all the rookies and I'm going to get them together and me, I'm going to be the rookie puppet master and I'm going to use them to do my bidding, like do what Wes would do. And then I did that on the first night because I entered the house with just me and the rookies. And I got them all together and I was like, yeah, we're going to work together. We're all going to have each other's backs. And then as soon as the veterans came in, they were like, oh, by the way, Kyle, we're all working together this season and we're not going to vote each other. And I was like... So all this, so all like, this, all this planning that you did was already yeah. it was already happening. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's cool, guys. I'm I'm on your team. I've got your back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just went to my room, and every time a rookie came in, and the, a rookie would come into my room, and like I'd be sitting on my bunk bed, like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And then they'd be like, oh, so Kyle, what do we do next? Like, what's the next move? And I'm like, abandon ship. Get me out of here. <laughs> You weren't playing both sides. You should. You should have taken the. You should have taken the West strategy, man. And re- you could have been the rookie wrangler this season without. No, West no, I let, I let Big T do it. I was like, Big T, you you look after them and make sure that they don't vote us in, and then I'll just sit pretty with the veterans. It was. It was such a, at the start. It was such an easy season. It was like literally like it was spring break. It was like we were partying every day. Um, they, they were giving us good alcohol. It was just, it was just great. It was like, it was like a, like a party show, like a, like the, like a Geordie Shaw show. It was insane because normally with like me, you, uh, all of us that have done seasons before, you do worry every single elimination. You're like, right, this might be me. I could go to elimination, me, CT, uh, Devin, all of us. And for some reason, we just knew it wasn't us because it was just like, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. I know. It gets tricky right down it. the line, but well, well, obviously that's and that's the thing. That's what I've been saying the last couple episodes is, well, the challenge is a funny thing where you want the easiest, you want to make the easiest road for yourself in the beginning, and it's always I just want to make it to next week. I just want to make it to the next challenge. I just want to make it. I just I don't want to see this elimination. I just want to save it to next week. But the longer you do that. Obviously, the more weak people you weed out, the more rookies you weed out. Yeah. And you basically distill the house down into the best competitors, the strongest players, the vets. And I mean, that's we've we've heard a couple. uh, We've heard some predictions. I think Tori made a few predictions last episode about uh, this road getting a lot rockier uh, the, the, the longer it goes. But how do the rookies... Did the rookies just fall in line? Like, it, did, was there ever a point where they were like, let's, we see what's going on. The writing is on the wall. Why didn't they just try and band together? They should have did that. I would have, I mean, as a, as a rookie coming in, you know, okay, the, the objective is to win the challenge, but you also want to do future seasons. Put a stamp on it. Like, try your hardest. Like, be the leader. But we were such a good team. That, that alliance working together, the veteran alliance, we just stamped it out straight away. So, like, I didn't want to get rid of Kells because I thought, if it does split up, me and Kells would work together because he's from the UK. He's a nice guy. He was he was in my room. And then if they seen a leader in Kells, they knew that this guy's dangerous. He's strong. He's powerful. And yeah. he can be yeah. a force. And a lot of people were scared of him. Um, like if I did a whole brawl against him, I would have ran the other way. Um, <laughs> so I would have rang my own bell. I would have been like, yeah, there you go. You won. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I would have oh, you don't have to run at me. You just stay there, Kells. I would have been like, Anissa, can I borrow an injury real quick so I don't have to do this? <laughs> I would have still probably got injured even if I ran to my own bell. Presto, I would have been like, I broke my arm. <laughs> like last season. I, I got to say, man, listen, these 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 hall brawls, I, is, it, is it just me or is the hallway getting thinner 
like more narrow? And is the run getting even longer? The the you can ask Fessy this, right? Like that guy was built for that. Because I've yeah. done physical competitions before. I've won every single. I think I've won every single physical elimination I've been in, apart from Fessy, and then I just got beat by Theo. Um, but Fessy's built for that man. He's built yeah. for it, and I said it even after it. Like I was like, that kid's like, that's what he does. He's Physi- physically and mentally. Huge. I mean, the guys, the guys, huge. And I mean, it doesn't take much uh, much brain power to just like put your head down and run into a wall. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, 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 that's his elimination, hands down. He's brilliant at it. But uh, I'm just so glad that he broke my finger on the first run. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been too. I would have broke like, my own finger. I, I went like this to CT. I was like. Yeah! Yes! Get me out of here! I'm gonna go home! Obviously, looking at this from a, uh, you know, from a, from 30,000 feet from an outsider perspective, because that's what I like to do on this podcast, is I like to analyze what they should be doing. And it's easy to do that when you're not in the mix. But I almost feel like what, it, what, what a good strategy for the rookies would have been would be instead of trying to pair up with vets, stay as rookie rookie teams. And then the rookies that are paired up with vets, purposely sandbag the mission to try and get the stronger people to try and get the vet rookie teams to lose yeah. and then give the rookie rookie teams a better a better chance to win. I mean, what would have been good? That, that would have worked, but what they should have... There was a few people, you know, that they might not be shown in the edit, but there was a few people that were smart, like really smart, like Priscilla... She's really smart. She was she was really gifted, and she was really like she was great. She was dangerous, and um, Esther seemed Esther seemed sharp too. Esther's great. Esther's Esther's really sharp and really like smart, and that and shit. They could see the writing on the wall. What they all should have did is band together and put the only veteran veteran team in, which was me and Amanda. They should have put me yeah. into elimination, and I knew that's why I was completely on the veteran alliance. I was like, I'm with Amanda now. Um, I need to be switched on here. But it was just, it was so relaxing being able to just relax for the first part of the season. All of us. Yeah, but the only problem with that is you guys are almost relaxing too much because up the, through the first four episodes, up until this episode, obviously, you know, CT and uh, and and, and uh, Esther pulled out the win. Or no, I'm sorry, Esther, yeah, but, uh, I mean, CT yeah. and Berna yeah. pulled out the win. But... I'm literally, I'm, 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 I'm getting no, uh, I'm, I'm not getting my vet fix, man. All I know, I'm seeing know, are all these know, new people that I don't know and I don't particularly care about. Yeah, well, the annoying thing about the CT uh, when he won was because c- obviously you don't want CT in a final, do you? Like he's he's great at stuff like that, but I wanted CT to get blood on his hands, so maybe it would kick things off a little bit. And he didn't get any blood on his hands. I was, oh, I was, I was so annoyed. It was so annoying. It was like two people going, yeah, I should go in. And that's why I was trying to make a point. I was of like, course. I was like, what? You're just going to throw each other in. Like, it, there's no skull twist. Like, what the hell's going on here? Like, I don't know why they did it, man. But then CT got away with it scot-free. And he did, they didn't even make him vote in a girl, which was so annoying. We'll get it. We'll, we're going to get into the nomination in a minute. Let's start off with the way last episode ended. So obviously... So the vet rookie uh, storyline, the vet rookie uh, alliances has been kind of the theme of every episode until last episode when within the veteran alliance, you have this big brother alliance, which which consisted of Fessy, Casey, Josh, and then Amber B, who who came in as a replacement. Yeah. And. Fessy decides because of whatever his own issues he has with Amber are from last season, which I still don't fully understand. 
he decides to take a shot at Amber, even though she is paired up with his best friend or his number one in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd that go down? What, what was that all about? Well, the, the thing about that was, it was like, I understand why uh, Josh was angry, obviously, because Amber could have been a number for them. But I think people wanted to, everyone to be angry at Fessy or certain people wanted uh, people to be angry at Fessy. But obviously me and Fessy got into it the season before and he voted me in and then he beat me in elimination. I was just happy Fessy wasn't voting me in, you know? I was yeah, just happy yeah. that he wasn't voting me in. And, and g- give him his dues. I don't think they put it on the episode, but I would go up to Fessy and go, listen, like, I understand me and you have had stuff in the past. Like, if you have to vote me in, just let me know, you know? And Fessy turned around to me every single time he had power and he was like, um, it's not going to be you. Don't worry, Kyle. Like, I, I meant what I said before I came into the season. And give him his dues. He was a trustworthy guy. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he, he was really, like, riding for me, which I really liked. Because having him on your side is really good. And Big Brother were like, we're not coming for anyone this season. But then they kind of imploded on themselves, which was great. It was great for people like me and Devin. Put yourself, though, in his position. This is what I've said is like, people, I look at Fessy in a lot of ways. And I'm like, this guy should be better at the game. And, And I feel like the reason he doesn't is because I don't think that strategically, I don't think Fessy thinks through moves that he makes. If he has this issue with Amber, fine. Okay, maybe somewhere down the line, if teams get switched up or or, or whatever, she she might come for you. But I felt like her coming into the house, being paired up with Josh, neutralized her. And if Josh is your number one, yeah, Josh is your number one. And when you're in an alliance with someone, their game, you want you want to help out their game as much as you can. And Josh Amber, I felt like was a strong team. So why then? make a move that is going to benefit your game and not benefit your number one's game. I, I believe that if your enemy, the best, you'll know this, Johnny, the best place for your enemies is with your friends. So yes. if you've got, if you've got an enemy, let her, let her be with Josh all day long and then you're safe, aren't you? You're not going to, no one's going to come for you um, because you've got to say the name. And Josh, listen, for, for, for all the shit that Josh gets, I will say that guy is the, the most loyal I mean, yeah. ride or die, dude, uh, on the show. And but he always keeps finding himself in this position where he vouches for people and then ends up getting screwed. It happened with him on Polly, him and Paul, him and Polly. That happened on World of Worlds two with me, where basically Josh vouched for him, and I told him, "Listen, I know what this guy's going to do," and he ended up nominating me to go in. And Josh lost a friend there, and it just seems too like, many friends, like, doesn't he? He's got just got too many friends. I just feel like he's more loyal to people than they are to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love I, I love Josh. I think he's great. Um, but I do think he's loyal to a fault. And I think that he uh, trusts, he just sees the good in everyone, which in the challenge, everyone's got an ulterior motive. So there's no honor amongst thieves. Yeah. Um, now, what is it? It doesn't say, but it, here's, here's the funny thing. And this kind of became apparent in last night's episode is it doesn't seem like Fessy's the only one that has it in for Amber because when when Josh and Amber when Josh and Amber were outside having their their notebook moment and crying and hugging and <laughs> whatever, Tori, Nani, and Casey were all inside having like a Mean Girls session, just shitting all over her. So it almost seems like they don't like Amber either. Is that because of? her gameplay or is that because they feel threatened by her or what's the deal with that? Um, no, I think it was because she was good and she is good. And, and this is coming from CT's mouth as well. 
that girl can run. I mean, we've seen her in the final beforehand. She's good. She's an engine. Like, that girl just does not get tired. She's great. And uh, she's weirdly, like, good at, like, because we always thought last season that it was all Darrell doing the good work. Like, because if you partner with Darrell, you're going to do well. It's the same with a girl partnered with you. If you start winning, we all think, oh, it's Johnny, or it's Darrell, or it's CT. It wasn't. It was Amber as well. Like, she was great. And, uh, and I think the girls are threatened by her. And I think, come on, like, you get a rookie coming in and winning their first season, it pisses you off because you've been trying to win. Coming from me, like, if I see a rookie come in and win on their first season, I'm like, God damn, like, I've been trying to do this, like, seven, eight times now, and I haven't been able to do it. So I think that's a lot where the, the hatred built up or, yeah. or the scrutiny. They just had it out for her. That's what I mean. That's what it, that's what it looked like to me. Because I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I get why Fessy, but but why does Casey have this this visceral, you know, hatred tor- towards Amber? Like, what 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 did that stem from? I think I'm not sure, and I'm not I'm not positive here, but I'm pretty sure Amber said something like she doesn't want to. I don't know if it was on Twitter because I'm not really on Twitter, but it's something about not ever working with Big Brother again, and she doesn't trust them or something like that. And I think I, I think that's stuck in Casey and Fessy's head. Um, but I don't know if this comes across on camera, but it was when, when Big Brother screwed Amber over, it was great for like me, Devin, CT, because Amber just glued herself to us. Well, especially yeah. Devin, but it was great. <laughs> she this came season. over in our room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, season. so you're not the only one gluing yourself to, to Devin this season. <laughs> gluing We've yourself, buddy. Wes, man. Wes, Wes is crying because I'm friends with Devin as well, man. What have you ever? Let me. I mean, I've known you for a long time. I've done a lot of seasons with you. I can't remember one time you ever brought me a fucking cup of coffee while I was lounging in a chair outside. You drink tea. You don't drink coffee. No, we bring, up on this. Entire, you bring your own. You bring your own. That's and what I'm my feelings more than anything. I loved when you dumped them last. I loved when you dumped them last episode, and then all of a sudden this episode, you're bringing them. You're bringing them coffee. Jesus Christ. Um, house reality in the beginning of this episode. I mean, there was a, there were a few like amazing moments in the beginning. I think Tori consoling Emmanuel because Michelle went home was fantastic. I mean, he's all upset that his reality television, you know, hookup has gone home. I mean, who better uh, to teach you how to move on from a reality television relationship than Tori? I mean, she could put a masterclass together in that. Uh, Emmanuel can only be described as you know one of them like dildos that you put like a uh, battery in and then he just vibrates. That's what he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. You would love him as well. <laughs> a dildo that you put a battery in. Yeah, a vibrating dildo. That's what he's like. He's great. I love him, me. And you could just see him. The funniest thing about him is right. Michelle went home right, and like yeah. the cameras and shit will show like, oh god, it's such a sad love story. Like, oh, she's gone home. He's going to be so sad. But he was saying little comments to me, and it was making us cry with laughter. You would have loved him. And it was stuff like, oh, she's looking nice today. And I'm like, you're a f- horn dog. We don't get that. See, and that's what I'm, and that's the other thing is I'm not getting that. I'm not getting that side of Emmanuel. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying, I I feel like the guy does have like a quirky side to him, but it's just not really coming through yet uh, on the show. They've got it. You know how edit works. I think it just spread across so many people at the minute that it'll come across different later on and uh, it'll come across better. I'm sure. I think they're just letting, every single newbie get their little bit of screen time just to like, so this is the person so they can recast them possibly. So he fits into the whole, uh, you, 
He's a low IQ casting yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another absolute beauty is Gabo. I mean, where did they find this guy? <laughs> So funny. <laughs> Good lord. My favorite, my favorite is in the beginning. He he gets Nani taken from him. So, you know, he's talking about him seeing the chances of winning and winning money slip through his fingers. And he's saying what he wanted to do with the money was spend it on family, sports cars, jewelry, and party all day and night. <laughs> Very profound, Gabo. <laughs> I love it. The real humanitarian not, over here. Not, not, not building any like charities or anything no. like that. Not, not helping out your home nation. Feed starving kids. It's like, yes. yeah, I'm on a sports cars, jewelry, party all day and night. What a, what a, what a legend. What a, um, what a beauty. Yeah, he was great. He, there was a conversation once, right, that me, Devin, were having with Gabo. And the conversation was about like, does he feel threatened? Does he feel like he's in trouble? And randomly in the middle of the conversation, when me and Devin are trying to recruit him into our like little alliance before the big vet, vet battle, and Gabo just randomly turns to me and Devin and goes, hey, man, I think I'm going to go and work on my triceps in the gym, man. Is it okay with you guys? And I went, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah go, go, go right ahead, Gabo. And then he goes downstairs and starts working on his triceps. Oh, man. He, I, he, and like he was so – the few things I'm, con- I'm confused about is when did – when did Nani and Devin become like the, the the MVPs of the game? Like they they're just getting, I mean they're just they're getting passed around. It was pissing me off so much that Devin was getting picked though. Imagine me, I was sitting next to him and they were picking Devin and not me. I was like, why, why? It was it was literally like a like just a jealousy thing. Like they've got people like CT up there and and stuff like yeah. that. And I was just like, why why does he keep getting picked? It pissed me off so much. It's mystifying. Yeah. It really is mystifying. The, the objective of the J, uh, game, though, as a rookie, you need to pick someone that's got a lot of friends who isn't too strong who's going to get stolen off you. So if someone comes in on the first day and picks CT, you've got a, a week, a week or two, before he gets taken off you again. Um, yeah. I think that's what people seen. I mean, that's that's the one thing. I think there's a lot more. That should be used as strategy, I think, a lot more, and it's not. I feel like a lot of these people with who they're picking – they're just kind of picking willy nilly, and they're and and they're putting no thought into, you know, uh, down the line how how it's how it's going to work for them. I mean, yeah, you got Huey picking Nani, which is my new favorite. Listen, anything Huey does is my uh, he's my all time one of my favorite human beings. Johnny, on, on you Earth. would you I would have, absolutely love him. You would love him. He's great. I have a I have a man crush on Huey. I'm not going to lie, and it was before I knew he had the the, the, the Brazilian butt lift. I mean, this guy's just. <laughs> He's a gem. He's so funny. He's like one of them people that me and you could, you know, when we pick people out of a cast and then we just go at them constantly and get them to do yes. stuff for us, like funny yes. stuff around the house. That's what we could have done to Huey. You can just wind him up, just get drama out of him. He's a sponge. He just admits drama. And and he, Huey now is, you know, con- he, he's convinced now that with Nani, they're just going to be like, they're going to be like the MVP team. Uh, but I mean, this guy's meltdown city. I feel like he's more emotional than pretty much anyone in the house. Yeah, him and Ash, him and Ash, we got were great. He's got the <laughs> he's got the attention span of a goldfish, and he goes, yeah, he goes from one emotional partner. Actually, I gotta say though, Nani has really been. Uh, she's been like the calming, like voice of reason this season. You know what I mean? Like she's really turned over a new leaf. I don't know. Is it is it is it Casey? Is Casey has that relationship? I, I don't like know. Really but just... She's she's. I think she's learned a lot from Casey. Even though Casey's like, 
Nani's very good at the game. Uh, yeah. Because I think when you were in the in the, well, on the challenge and she would just listen to like instructions and then like be a follower. Now Nani's like a leader. Nani Nani's great. Like Nani's Nani's very good at detaching herself from the game now and seeing what's happened. She's become a lot smarter, I would say. And there's a lot of the politics side. She might have learned that from Big Brother because obviously she's riding with them. Um, but she's been very impressive. The one thing I'd always said about uh, about Nani, and I th- felt what kind of what hold held her game back sometimes is she was always she played an emotional game. And anyone yeah. knows that on the challenge, it's like you have to as much as you can remove all emotion from it because the second you start playing with emotion um, and stop and stop playing like you know with just strict logic and and and, and rationality and just with a cutthroat mentality, um, you know, because that's what everyone else is playing. And and yeah. if you play with emotion, you, you're going to get taken advantage of. But because um, I've been paired up with her in the past, and and, and keeping her on track sometimes uh, w- was difficult. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea, and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. We have Gobble and Emmy who are now partners. That team is just a disaster waiting to happen. I wanted to keep them together. Like everyone was like, everyone was like, oh yeah, let's uh, let's the next rookie rookie team. Let's get them in now. I'm like, why? <laughs> let's keep them together. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know? not like yeah, yeah. Listen, there's no no one's playing the layup game this season. You know what I mean? And and that's another thing is is I know we're trying to get rid of all, and we have. I think we've we've gotten rid of some very strong competitors up to this point. But still, it's like the vets need to make sure that they keep some uh, some layups around to the end. A lot of hook. Listen, the other thing is lots of hooking up going on. Yeah, I mean to the point where I mean I'm gonna have to to look it up here, but I guess uh, Amanda even went as far as to do this 
crazy Instagram live talking about all the shit that went down in the house, blowjobs and bathrooms. What, what haven't we seen? I mean, we saw, we saw big T and Logan rolling around in the grass. Anytime, listen, anytime a guy is practicing wrestling with, with a female in the house, like, Oh, let me show you how to wrestle. It's like, come on, buddy. We, we, we know what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. yeah You're not yeah, trying to exactly. teach her jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, well, there was quite a lot of hook. I think that's why they put so many single um, good looking cast members in. There was so many hookups. And uh, the only thing that they missed out that wasn't in the edit was uh, me sucking Devin's dick in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard that's on the reunion show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was all the, 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 the kind of whatever, everything that transferred over from Last episode, going into the challenge, this looked like a good old-fashioned um, endurance. You know, anytime you see uh, mud, anytime there's endurance, a climbing wall involved, you know it's going to be a long day. But then they always have to throw this damn puzzle in and this math puzzle. equation in. That's what killed us off. That's what killed us off. I mean, I knew it going in though. As soon as I saw that it was a math equation, and as soon as I saw that it that it had a puzzle involved, I knew that see, regardless of what everyone else was doing, and when I saw that puzzle, those are the. I'm not great at puzzles, but when but when I do puzzles and I'm and I'm okay with them, they can't be that 3D no, spatial. Hate them. Hate them. Those are the worst. Yeah, I don't see. In, I just don't see puzzles in three dimensions. And when and I, and I, knew, I, I don't mind a math problem. Like I'm, I'm good with math. But it's it's when the three D puzzles come out and CT. We were hoping that obviously I didn't mind CT winning because I knew he was going to play like he was going to hands up like not want to be attacked and he's going to play the the CT game what he does from the beginning right to the end and until he screws people over. Um, <laughs> that guy i always say with me i always say with me I, i've used this quote in the past the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing people he didn't exist and ct somehow has, a, has the ability to do that every season yeah he's crazy good at the game isn't he the most dangerous guy in the game and people are like yeah we're just gonna <laughs> ignore you we'll just let you, let you walk to the final no problem <laughs> but uh, there you go yeah yeah so basically we were hoping that uh like someone's partner would slow them down. So obviously Berna would slow CT down. I didn't know she could do math or anything. I, I did my part. I did my math equation, got back, give Amanda it. Then Amanda got it wrong. Amanda, it didn't show this on camera, right? But Amanda came back with like, so it's meant to be a four digit number to mm -hmm. get in the safe. Amanda came back with like a six digit number. I was like, <laughs> the fuck did you get that? <laughs> I, I, got a, the funny thing is, I, didn't even question. I went back. I, I went back and tried to put it in. I was like, "Wait, there!" I was like, "What?" Um, we saw another first. Uh, this challenge that I mean, I think in all my years of doing the challenge, I have never witnessed this happen. Anissa got injured. Yeah, I know. I swear, like Anissa, every season, it's 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 something else. It's I mean, she's had ankle surgery. She's rolled ankles. Um, yeah. Champ stars. I mean, it seems like every season. I mean, this girl she could injure herself clipping her toenails like like how does this yeah. ha how does this happen uh, I, you know? I, I don't know but i felt so bad for her because obviously me and nisa had problems the season before but on this season i don't know if it comes across on camera but me tori devin and anisa were like kind of working together and me and nisa put our differences behind us now I, I really enjoyed having her around i thought she was great and um when she no, just got great. injured it kind of sucked for 
for not just it didn't just suck for my game and everyone else like who, everyone else who was in her alliance game it sucked for the show because Anissa is such a big part of the show yeah. narrator yeah. um she's great she's she still plays with emotions and she's 39 years old which I think's absolutely beautiful that she can still she can't hide she can't hide being Anissa which I absolutely love but she's also I've always said this about Anissa's like social game like she's her her social game is fantastic you know it's, what I mean? She just knows. Hard not to like her. She just knows she's so like disarming. You know what I mean? And she has a way of taking sides without ever taking sides. Yeah. And she also is like, I think she's like an X-Men. I think she has like some power where she can like hear through walls because <laughs> she has the ability. We, I could be whispering on the other side of the house and she somehow she can read lips. Anissa, yeah. and, and I shit you not, Anissa can read lips. And I can't tell you how many times we've been out at bars or when we well, when we were allowed at bars. Now it's they have a bar at the house, which is just lame. They lock us in the shed outside and then we drink. She can <laughs> sit across the bar, watch you talk to somebody else, not hear a word you're saying, but somehow just by watching your lips move, know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I think they just let her read the story notes at the end of the night. I think that's what happens. They're like, hey, Anissa, come here. Read these story notes, and then she just reads the the story note, then just comes back in the house and blows it up. But uh, yeah, she's she's very perceptive of the game, but she is a one that plays with emotions, and that's always a downfall. Um, yeah, it is always a downfall. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's got too many. She's uh, she's a bit like Josh. She's got too many friends. But she did play this game ruthless, though. She did play this game ruthless. She was like, I'm ready to like really play, and she did. She was great, and she was so loyal. And I, I loved having her around. I would even go as far to call her like one of me number ones. Definitely yeah. in my top five girls. I mean, at this point, <laughs> three girls. The, top top five. The top. I would say she's in my top sixteen girls. Top ten. Yeah, top ten, top sixteen. I mean, and listen, at this point, anyone who's 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 been around for a while, any vets, that's that's who I'm pulling for. I mean, because dude, we we need. We need a veteran presence on this show if it, if we hope for it to survive. And and me and Wes talked about this when he was on. I feel like there's so many new people who don't really know what to do or how to play the game or um, the needs, uh, to be what taught. antics to get involved in. And I just, fr fr from an outside perspective, it's you know there just hasn't been enough of uh, of of gameplay. Leading them in the wrong direction, you know what okay. I mean, and enough and, and enough gameplay on the veteran side. I mean, on the, the rookies just seem like they're spinning their wheels, having no idea what's going on, and they're just like lemmings, just running off a cliff, eliminating yeah. themselves one by one, going going against each other. I think it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I want to go in. Now that Anise is gone, we see this funny thing happening where have have the rookies just given up and they're just going to start nominating themselves at this point? Because well, Logan's outside. I don't understand outside... What, where, where they're going with that because obviously eventually it's going to get down to it and they're going to keep going in over and over and over and we're not going to let up. Um, why would we when we've got such a pretty spot? Uh, I, on, on a side note, we um, so before I came in this season, I had a FaceTime with Wes and Wes being, you know Wes, he's paranoid as paranoid as anything he's like he was like oh man you've got to go for this person's area you've got to go for that person's area this is going to be a terrible season everyone's coming for you and Devin and the rest of you and then we got in there and it was the easiest season ever for the half of it and I was just I thought it was incredible I was like Wes stop being so paranoid and he hates it hates it Wes wasn't even on this season but I bet he was still calling you trying to create an alliance yeah 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 he was he was yeah I, I used him on my phone call 
And he was like, I think we should work with this guy. I went, Wes, you're not even in the game. <laughs> Wes, aren't you in Kansas? <laughs> um, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, I get the rookies are kind of, they kind of got their backs up against the wall. But you have Logan pulling Josh aside, saying he's going to nominate himself to go in. Yeah. Then you have Ga- then you have Gabo, who straight up tells Emmy, I want to go in because I don't want I want to go in and win so I can get rid of you as a partner. Well, yeah, that that was crazy. But Gabo did say as well, which they I think they kind of cut out. Gabo was like, yeah, I just I've seen so many people go down so far that I haven't had my turn yet. And I want to go down and prove myself. Why? Why do you want to go down and prove yourself? Look at me in my first season, Johnny. I didn't go into elimination at all. I I didn't want to prove myself. I loved it. I was running through the final. Like, just like, yeah, this is amazing. Just taking out anyone I could. (laughs) <laughs> it was beautiful, man. I loved it. Yeah. Um, that's that's my that's a hallmark of a great rookie season is if you could make it through the entire season yeah. and never get voted in. Yeah. It's it's and never get voted in. Yeah. That's things have changed a bit since then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've you've definitely put your work in. Now, um, so we have now Gabo and Logan both wanting to go in. Okay. And as you and, and as you said, I mean the challenge. I know we kind of skipped over, but I mean CT one, no surprise there. The guy's like a savant when it comes to puzzles. And I and I was kind of thinking the same thing. We touched on this earlier, but I was thinking the same thing. I was like, good. Now he's gonna have to get some blood, blood in his hands. hands. He's yeah. gonna have to take a stand. He's gonna have to make a tough decision. But lo and behold, I mean, in true CT fashion, he gets these two rookie guys who are both like. Send me to the gallows. Like, I don't yeah, even care. Yeah, yeah. No argument. You're not going to have to make any tough decisions. We both yeah. want to go in. And then you have your best friend, Devin, the opportunist, then coming over to you guys and actually making it out as if he somehow orchestrated this taking place. <laughs> did, did he learn did he learn that technique from Wes taking credit for things that he had that he had absolutely no hand in doing? Yeah, he might have actually. <laughs> the West comes over. Look at this genius plan I did. It's like, no, you didn't. They, they used to want to go in. You had nothing to do with this. <laughs> and then uh, Logan talking about, after he has this conversation about wanting to go in, he's talking, he's, he's saying that uh, Big T's an octopus with the tentacles. Yeah. Not exactly sure. I mean, they, they got into, I, I was I was thinking, I, I thought it was going to be like more of a flirty thing where to wrestle around outside. I didn't know it was actually going to, we didn't, things I, were I, didn't go down. Know. I didn't know what was going on, right? So this is what happened. Do you know when, have you seen the scene where I come over and ask them what's going on? Because everyone was very confused about what was going on. Everyone was talking about like, oh, wait there. Because we've never seen Big T hook up with anyone. She's always just a friend. She's a she's a guy's girl. Like she she's friends with all with everyone. She's great social Big game. T, Big T's the best. I love her. Yeah, she's, a, she's awesome. Um, and when everyone was confused of what was going on, I heard that they actually kissed. And I was like, what? They actually kissed? Oh my God, I am going in to blow that up. I put my shirt on, my tight shirt, and I uh, put my mic on, strapped it up, got my cup of coffee and just walked into the kitchen. It's like I glided in like I was born to be there and I just (laughs) grilled them both for like 30 minutes. (laughs) I mean, did anyone know that it actually, because I mean, they they caught it on camera, obviously, because you can't hide anything from the cameras. Yeah, yeah. Or can you? Because... To go back to what I, to, to, to what I said earlier, Amanda apparently did this Instagram live where she just, I mean, she, she, she just carpet bombed the entire house um, and basically said there was there was a lot going down that people didn't see girls giving blowjobs in bathrooms. And she said there was even a guy she didn't mention any names. You know what a blumpkin is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I found it out the other day. When you <laughs> get a blowjob like while you're sitting on the toilet? Yeah. According to Amanda, there was a bl- uh, there, there was even a blumpkin that took place in the challenge house. That might be another first. There was a, there was a lot of hookups, right? And I think what happened was there was so many hookups that people they didn't know what to put in where. Uh, and I mean, you know, they when when you do something in the toilet, they'll film the door, and if they can't make anything out, and they've got two people in a bed hooking up, I think they're not going to put that in. But I don't yeah. even know who she was on about. I, it's I, not as I, I honestly don't. No, it's not. You know what? We're gonna. I'm gonna have to have Amanda. On. I'm gonna have to have Amanda on to get to the bottom of this. Oh, that'll be great. Can I come back on when she's on here? I love. I love grilling Amanda. It was my. No, it's I'll- my hobby. Just a griller. You could just you could just come on. I won't even tell her you're on. We'll just have you. We'll just have you chime in, pop yeah. in uh, without her even knowing. All right. So we have our nominations. We already talked about with Gabo and Logan both essentially nominating themselves. Which here's another reason why I just think that it, it, it it's dumb across the board. Even if you even if you want to go in, okay. Even if you know that the house might go that way, you should never be the first one to speak up in a nomination because. Maybe if you don't, maybe if you don't talk, you'll see where other people's cards are and you'll see where other people's loyalties are and you see where other people are voting. If you just come straight out and you're like, I want to go in, you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to go in anyways, but you're not going to get to see where everyone else is, where everyone else's loyalties yeah. lie. Yeah. Well, a lot of the rookies, um, they actually got told off for this, uh, weren't speaking much in deliberation so they were like being a a lot quiet but it was frustrating because obviously the vets we all knew where we stood so we all knew that we were all together so we were like forcing the rookies to speak up and talk and stuff um which was very frustrating for us but that's why we were just throwing questions at them to see where they wanted to go against i think they felt like they needed a place so if they're like this big bad dog who wants to go in all the time they would look cool Screw that. If I was a rookie, I'd be hiding under the chair. I'd just be making little one-liners and hiding under the chair. Just Yeah, I'm the same way. I'd be like Homer Simpson and just like disappear into the bushes. <laughs> yeah, disappear through the bushes. So nominations, obviously, pretty pretty, uh, pretty lackluster. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot going on in the nominations. We, we yeah, knew I think he who, was going in as soon as... Because what, what worked against him was all of the girls knew that if they voted um, Logan in, it was going to be a, a guy's day only. So he already had half the house voting for him. And then all he needed was a couple of girl, uh, a couple of guys. So I think there wasn't, there was probably only big T the only girl that didn't vote for him. And then a few of the guys did. They should have thrown a twist in though. And somehow still made a, 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 a double elimination, a guys and girls elimination. Cause it's kind yeah. of, I mean, again, uh, talking about, I mean, the 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 the, the luck of the luck of uh, you know the Irish for CT. Not only does he have two guys that nominate themselves to go in, he also doesn't have to nominate a girl, so he literally gets away completely scot free, no blood stuff, on his hands. So stuff like normally you'd have to nominate a girl as well, which is great for the house, and he just didn't, and I didn't understand it. I was like, make him make him say a girl's name now. Yes. Make him make some decision. Like, I love, I love, I love CT's like when he does something wrong when he's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just keeping my head above water. <laughs> Which is why, and you know, and that's, a, so Wes and I love to put him on the hot seat because we yeah, know, know his game back and forth. And he, and he loves to be able to, again, you know, he, he calls, you know, play not it, drop a smoke bomb, whatever he does. And Total Madness, the first uh, nomination that we had, having him, 
be the the, the one to kind of kick off the nomination speech. Yeah. Watch yeah. him watch him sweat. There's nothing yeah. I like more. Yeah, even yeah. And then he talks around and says, like 30 minutes, he's great. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> he is the master. You could have a 30-minute conversation with this guy and at the end of it be like, I got absolutely nothing out of that. We didn't. <laughs> Somehow we got out of that with me. Like, you know, I'm the bad me guy, incriminating yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. Um the one, the one thing I again, but then the, and then the 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 in the nomination you had the um, Amber and Fessy, uh, you know, little rivalry get reignited uh, when Fessy said he wanted to play a straight up game and Amber gave him shit. But what I didn't understand about that is, it's not like Fessy blindsided her. I mean, I think he was pretty upfront from the beginning about what he wanted to do, and it's not like he tried to backdoor. So I don't get. I understand that she's upset by the decision that he made, but I just felt like that was that, that little dust up was yeah. like kind of misplaced on her behalf. I, I do like Fessy and I think he does play a very straight up game. We've come a long way, me and him, but I understand Amber's position as well, because you know me, Johnny, if someone votes me in, even if it's our worst enemy, I'm like, Oh God, I can't believe you would do that to me. Like I feel so betrayed. Whereas you, you're great at it because if your enemy votes you in, you're like, eh, well, screw you. You don't give them any reaction, which I love, but I do. I'm a nightmare. And I, I think that's what Amber did. She's the same. She just goes over the top, even though she kind of probably maybe did expect it. There's two things that I don't do. One is no matter how shocked I am, no matter how surprised, no matter how blindsided, I do, I hate, I do not want to give production. I don't want to give them the um, satisfaction of having me surpri- that that surprise look because you know they love to use that. Yeah. The other the other thing I don't do and I refuse to do I if I know that I'm going in or there's a good chance of me going in, I will not run around the house and try and politic to save myself because that's something else I don't want. Because the last thing you want is to get nominated to go into a, 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 an elimination and have yourself. Uh, have them with that footage of you looking desperate and, and, yeah. and pleading to people. Like Wes, the classic Wes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the classic Wes, indeed. Um, the elimination, once these guys, once these idiots nominate themselves and once again, they, uh, CT and, and, uh, and, and Berna get out without having to say a name, essentially. Um, the elimination, right when I saw that it was a puzzle, I knew that Gabo was had no shot, no shot whatsoever. Even though he put up, he did better than you thought he would physically. But just from a mental point, you just knew that he was not winning this one. It just that I would not have liked that elimination. It sucked, and it it took a lot longer than they made out. It was they were going up and down there, so it made Logan look a tiny bit weak because he couldn't get up the rope. But they just had the wrong technique. You need to use, you know, this when you're climbing your a rope, feet. you need to use your feet. You need to use yeah. your feet. Um. I learned that in the only CrossFit PT I've ever done. Um, that you have to learn your like you have to. I did one CrossFit session before Vendettas, and that's it. And they taught me how to use my feet to climb up a rope, and then I never went back ever. So Logan and uh, Gabo went up that a long a lot of times. Like it was a long period of time they were going up and down that rope for. Um, which I understand why they got tired, but Gabo was a machine. I think that guy's really strong. He was just up and down, up and down. The strength side was never a problem for him. It was more um, the brain. The, the the thinking side? Yeah, the thinking side, aye. He, he couldn't think properly. So 
so Gabo's gone. All right. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Gabo. Gabo. Huey's fucked. All right. <laughs> <laughs> having having him screwed though. It, I love him, Len. I was I was working with him. I did really like having him around me. But seeing him fucked was great. <laughs> Poor guy. Best. Poor Huey. <laughs> He used it so Johnny, when he knew he was going into elimination, he would do this thing where he'd stare off into the wilderness and he'd go, Oh God, it's just going to be terrible. <laughs> I would just love it. Everything's would, terrible. Yeah, no matter what, jump, screwed. jumping into the water, hanging upside down. Uh, last, I will say though that last episode, him and Coriel, how, how funny was that to see that in person? The two of them that was getting really into funny. it. it, was, it mid was, elimination. It was, it was a fight without violence. It was like yeah. they weren't going to yeah. kill each other. Like, no, and like, it just, it was great. It was honestly great. Huey's, Huey's a, a nutcase. He's mental. Get Huey on here. You'd love him and you'd get oh, to meet I'm going him and to. stuff. And I've, uh, I've, met, I've mentioned you a few times to him. So um, he already knows that you're a piece of shit. So <laughs> he would, he'll be happy to get on here. I have, I, listen, I'm, I'm just going to put out here. I, I, I say it every podcast. I, I love, I think I have a crush on Huey. Yeah, he's great. So where do we go from here? I mean, now we have Huey paired. This is this is the other thing that I hate about the way that this season is set up. I mean, there's a lot of things that 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 I can't stand about it. Like even just sitting through this episode was was rough. Um, just trying <laughs> to find out interesting things that happened was was not easy. Um, we've done enough like positivity about it. Now it's just like, all right, this switching up teams thing. It, it's like. It's so confusing, man. Like you really have to watch and you really have to be focused on this show this season um, to be, I mean, you, you watched it. You probably had trouble following it and you were there. I used to forget. I used to forget which teams were together and say, oh, why don't we vote this person? And then, uh, then like Devin or CT or someone would turn around and be go, yeah, that's my partner. I'd be like, oh shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't do that then. (laughs) It was confusing to follow. You had to write them down on a little list and just be like, all right, what about this person? Should we fuck him? <laughs> was it awkward in nominations? Did did TJ didn't actually pop up on the screen, I'm assuming, right? Like, Do you know the San most Diego? awkward thing about you know the most awkward thing, the almost awkward thing about nominations was you were standing next to people and you could hide hide your screen. So obviously, like you've seen our screens where we're sat there, we've got screens and we have to flick along and nominate them. Another production, ridiculous addition. Production would just, yeah. ch- would just choose who you sat next to. And obviously, if you were sitting next to someone you're voting into, no, no one knows this, by the way. I'll, I'll, this, I'll give you an exclusive on your podcast. I never voted for anyone that was next to me. Why would I? Why I would just, you? Exactly. I was like, I'm going to put a fucking target on my back for this guy. Screw that. Huey and Ashley, boom. <laughs> wouldn't they know, though? But wouldn't... Couldn't you use that against people, though? If you saw who they voted against, did that, did yeah. that end up happening in the house? Um, kind people of people going yeah, around and being like, "Guess what? I saw who so and so voted for." It would it would be the best thing ever if you're just sitting there and you're next to say I had like Devin there or someone else I was working with on my side. I'd be like, "Perfect," because I can vote for whoever I actually want to now. Um, whereas if you're next to the person that you're voting in, then you're like, "Oh, screw that! I'm going to switch it up a little bit." Was there a lot of that going down though? People, people. I mean. Did, was it always, did you guys know going in who you were going to vote for or was it? Mostly, was it, yeah. Until we got yeah. down to it, until we got down to the, the, the vet, vet, the vets. And then we had to like, really, the deliberations get much better as, as you go on, because obviously we want to kill each so. other by the end. 
I hope so. And there was a point where everyone was being really mean to me and trying to vote me in. I'm like, stop trying to vote me in, guys. Like, I'm I'm a good guy. I'm the most honest, loyal guy here. Why would you do this to me? Exactly. Exactly, you bastards. <laughs> um, how much longer am I have to sit through these things until uh, uh, until the actual show starts? <laughs> That's what we used to say, you know, in the house. It's funny that you said that. Like, this is a great spring break. Uh, when's the show going to start? <laughs> so when's the challenge actually going to begin? Because we're we're about four, well, we're four episodes deep. Uh, as soon as the rookie rookie teams, uh, so we just have to get the rookie rookies out at the minute. Mm-hmm. Just getting mm-hmm. them all out, getting them all, getting them all sorted and stuff and getting, packing their bags for them. Uh, eventually it gets to the point where there's so little rookie rookies that we actually tell them to pack their bags. Like you might as well pack your bag tonight. Because you don't know whether you come back. It just it just helps us guys because we don't want to sit on the bus while you guys go back and pack at the house. So if you could just pack up your bags now, that'll be great. Is there any like residual animosity? You guys haven't filmed the reunion show yet, I'm assuming, right? No, not yet. Not yet. But what, what was weird about it, Johnny, right? So you know how there was such a big cast. We had to have two buses. And there was one bus for the Americans and one bus for the internationals. Most of the internationals, apart from me and Big T, actually every single international apart from me and Big T were rookies. So I was sitting on my bus after every challenge, after every elimination, after every club night, all this different stuff. And the the realization that the international rookies had that they were all being eliminated piece by piece. And I could hear them on the bus like, hey, there's another one of us gone and all the American bus full of the veterans was full it never moved and I'm just sitting on the front of the bus just like staring out the window and they're just questioning me like Kyle have you noticed that all the rookies are going I'm like yeah man yeah <laughs> it sucks to be you guys <laughs> you were you, that must have been like the, the most awkward position for you to be in because they probably didn't want to talk around you either I mean they probably didn't want to I mean they, they probably thought you were just going to turn around and, and, and run back and tell them everything that was going on I did <laughs> I know you did. Yeah, no, I was like, oh god. Oh man. Well, I got to say, dude, this is uh this th- this season has been has been, you know, it's it's been entertaining, it's been difficult at, at, at times to sit through, but I'm I'm actually excited to see what's going to go down once we, you know, trim the fat a little bit more, weed yeah. out some of these rookies and uh, and the real show starts. Yeah. You need to come back, and then we can cause some shit. We're oh boy. In. We're going to vote in some people. Well, what's going to happen with you? I mean, I, I listen, I, I'm, you know, I want to go back, but are you going to be pulling dad duty or are you going to be being like a, a, no, a Corey I'm, dad I'm, where, I'm, where, where I... you have a bunch of kids and you just keep doing reality TV shows? <laughs> just keep coming away and use them as an excuse. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, obviously like, I couldn't do it now because the baby's on the way, but I'm still going to keep on doing them and I'm probably going to keep on doing them till I die. Um, I think I'm you just should. keep doing them in my 60s. Probably still haven't won. See, that's what I'm saying. Listen, that's why I'm just holding out, man. I've got 60. I've still got, you know, 21 years left of good challenges in me. <laughs> 10. <laughs> You've got to be in your 50s by now. I'm, I'm getting, I feel 50 after today. I was just fishing all day, man. I went out on a clam fishing boat for, we got up at like 4.30 in the morning. That's did why you, I was- Did you get many clams? We got 200 bushels of clams, which, which comes out to 16,000 pounds. Nice. Nice. So that's the most clams that I've caught since shit college. Did you did you catch any crabs? Uh, I, I did. That's actually why I need to wrap this podcast up because I gotta uh, I gotta head to the gotta head to the Was clinic. It in college that you caught the crabs. 
Oh, was it? <laughs> no, it was out. Day? It was out on this. It was out on this fishing vessel. <laughs> horrible. Well, listen, Kyle. Listen, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you get back to. Uh, back Sitting to being. Around, uh, nothing. <laughs> sitting around doing nothing, waiting for this baby. Listen, are you looking forward to a, to never having a, a solid night's sleep again? Yeah, I know. Because you know well, that's coming. It wasn't exactly planned, was it? But I'm I'm happy now. So Vicky tells me. Well, you should be. You're gonna make a great dad, Kyle. Fine, you're gonna fine. Make, hopefully, you're a better. Hopefully, you turn out to be a better dad than a challenge competitor. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, Love buddy. you, man. Thanks for stopping by. And with that being said. This wraps up another episode of the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Thanks again, Kyle. Take care, my brother. See you in a bit, man. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.